two ladies exploring the personal stories and experiences of women in ufology and the paranormal. Welcome to the first episode of uh, Women in the Dark with Abby and Nat. This is our inaugural show, so welcome to one and all. We are working in conjunction with Pursuit of the Paranormal, our fellow podcasters, and of course UFO Identified, of which Abby and I are both active researchers and members of the group. So we are doing this podcast looking at ladies and females within the UFO and paranormal field and sort of doing a bit of exploring about what it's like to be a female in this field because sometimes it you can feel like you're you're a tiny little fish in the sea so we would like to start by welcoming our very first guest and that is Sasha Christie welcome Sasha to our little podcast we uh we met Sasha when she came to do some speech at our recent UFO Identified mini-con. Um, and Sasha is an experiencer and podcaster herself. So if you would just like to introduce yourself to the listeners, Sasha, and tell us a little bit about you, that would be great. Hi, I'm Sasha. I live in Liverpool. I'm from Leeds, though. Um, I've had UFO sightings like pretty much all my life. Um, n- not Nothing, you know, major... But until 1997, when I went to uh, Wales with my boyfriend, his sister, their uncle, um, his nephew and my son. And we saw uh, two UFOs. Well, we saw one in the sky and then a little while later, one had landed on the ground behind us. And um, well, the rest is history, really. Uh, That kind of did all our heads in and... After about eight years, I came to the UFO community and I've just been yabbering ever since. So, <laughs> so how, how does it feel to you as a woman to be part of the UFO community, which is predominantly male orientated, um, although there are more of us ladies coming through at the moment. So how has it been as an experience for you as a, as a female in this field? Rough. Mm-hmm. yeah we can we can uh, relate to that can't we Abs? very rough um especially with me being quite outspoken and opinionated but like that yeah oh so um you still got to be kind of diminutive or polished super pretty well turned out i've had people saying to me oh you, what you need to do is put on a nice power suit and have some photographs taken and you know promote yourself that way so basically, they want you to be authentic, but also fake at the same time because they yeah. don't want you to actually be you at all. And uh, for example, the stuff that I've been through has been really quite traumatic, mm-hmm. and I'm not allowed to talk about that. Yeah, I get shut down all the time. Even today, there's been an incident. It just happens all the time. Like, you know, um, today I've seen someone saying that. People have had negative experiences. Well, no, what he's saying was we've got to move away from fear because we're still swinging in the trees if we if we're living it, you know, live with fear or we react with fear to the phenomena. Um, you can not react. A no. fight or flight reaction is an automatic response. You have got no control over it, no say over the matter at all. No. Like I explained when I was doing the talk that 
you know, like when um, whatever it was ran up behind me, I ran and I thought to myself, run. But by the time my monkey brain had actually engaged through the situation, I'd already been running for maybe four or five seconds. Mm. So I didn't have any control over that. No. And that really gets to me because you're kind of saying I'm a caveman or a cavewoman for having been terrified and, and running for my life without any control over it. I was that terrified. I went blind. They call it hysterical blindness in the war. Yeah. Like, so how can I, how could I possibly be, have any control over any of that? And then when you talk about it, it's like, oh, you're so negative. You, you only have negative experiences because you're negative, you know? Yeah. So, like, but well, then, and the same people will say, well, it runs in families and it's happened from birth. So how can a baby be negative? Do you know what I'm saying? There's just, the things that they say don't even make any sense. There's no logic in any of it. Um, no. You know, um, I, I, I bite back, well, I don't necessarily bite back, but I will say something. And obviously then I'm the problem. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and as you say, it is a natural reaction to that fight or flight, you know, to run from something. If, you know, a zombie killer clown was chasing you, you'd run away, you know? Yeah. That's a natural reaction for anyone to have. If someone jumps out at you, you jump back. Um, you know, I don't think we should be persecuted as women for having that reaction when. Well, men would as well, you know. Of course they would. Yeah, you'd have to have your adrenal glands removed to not have that reaction. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For sure you would. And how do you find sceptics um, in the field of ufology um, with you as a, as a woman? Do you feel that as a woman you get more people who are sceptic about stuff or not, would you say? I would say, in my personal experience that um, I've had more kindness and understanding from sceptics than right. I have from people who believe. Okay. Um, I've been on uh, panel debates with Chris French and, uh, you know, other sceptics for ASAP, uh, uh, Bath and, I think, Worcester University. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've, you know, they make you think of things that you've never thought of. I still don't think they're right, but, you know... You, well, I've had some great conversations with skeptics. Debunkers are not skeptics; they're debunkers. Yeah, they're two totally different mm -hmm. kettles of fish. Yeah. Um, but as far as like skeptics, some of the skeptics actually are some of my biggest my biggest supporters. Nobody likes Andy Roberts in ufology, but he's been one of he's been solid with me for oh, I don't even know maybe a decade, mm -hmm. and uh, he's you know written about me in fourteen times. Um, I've been uh, described as an experiencer of note, things like that. And this is from people who are not in the believe me business. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, as far as skeptics are concerned, I'm, I'm fine with them. Mm. If they're nasty and weird, well, I'm not going to bother with them because they're nasty and weird. If we can mm. have a conversation, great. Because you think you've thought of everything, but you haven't until someone says something and then you can consider it, come back and say, well, I don't think it's that because of these reasons. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a great conversation to have, isn't it? So it's like diving down a rabbit hole, isn't it? The more you dig at it, the more questions come up, the yeah. more answers you're looking for, you know, and, and the stranger the whole shebang becomes. Yeah. 
Um, but I know there's no answers. Yeah. You know? So, so well, there are answers, but they're not attainable. You know, uh, we, we probably will never know, but it doesn't mean we're never going to stop trying to find some or something, you know. Um, so you, you, where do you go with people who are a sold audience? Yeah. They're sold, you know, there's nothing to bounce off. I want to try and figure things out. So I need people who are going to challenge the way that I think, mm-hmm. not just agree with everything I say. Yeah, purely, um, you know, otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. There's got to be that challenge yeah. and that that um, balance to it all to to make it you know a level playing field. Yeah. Um. I know Abby and I experience skeptics a lot of the time. I wouldn't say that men or women sort of skeptics or non-believers, whatever you want to call them, are, are any worse than the other. But we get the the rolling of the eye that oh, here they go again, the tinfoil hat brigade. Why do they bother with us? <clears throat> Why do they bother? Yeah. Um, and, and I quite often say to my biggest skeptic, who is my mum, who doesn't believe in anything paranormal or anything UFO related at all. Uh, I say to her, I'll give you a hundred pound, mum, if you go and go in that haunted house for the night. No, I won't. She says, well, why not? Yeah. Well, because I'll get frightened. Well, why would you be frightened if you don't believe? Mm. why don't you come out and do a sky watch with us well no because yeah. i'll get frightened well what's there to be frightened about exactly. if you don't believe <laughs> i said that to a friend of mine um we had a weird experience and her dog actually wouldn't come into the uh bunk barn that we'd rented out in the dales it would not come in and every time the door opened that dog was gone and it just would not come in literally dragging it in on its collar and it did not want to be in there yeah. I think personally, because of the style of it, I think it had been probably used for dog fights. Right. And the dog could smell something terrifying or terror, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it wouldn't come in. Um, but maybe it was something paranormal as well, because we did have quite a lot of weird anomalies in the photographs. And I'm taking pictures and going, because I'm not a big orb believer, but some of them are weird, you know. And yeah. I'm like, that's not a typical orb. What's this, you know. And Julia, she was saying that she didn't believe in God. She doesn't believe in ghosts. She doesn't believe in the afterlife. When you're dead, you're dead. I said to her, all right, go upstairs in the dark then. And she said, no. I said, why not? Yeah. There's nothing to be frightened of uh-huh. if nothing else exists. And she was like, oh. Yeah. Like, so you do believe in something. <laughs> I know. I know. I think it's just easier for people to say they don't believe because then they don't have to question and think about something that could be potentially life-changing world-changing and bloody scary you well know. this is it because most people just want to feel safe yeah of this course. is what people don't feel well because they don't feel safe mm-hmm. they don't feel secure you know mental health crisis at the moment is because people don't feel safe and they don't know how they're going to manage yeah. you know we need to feel safe and we need to know what our environment is and where we stand in it for that reason Mm-hmm. A- absolutely being an experiencer and facing these difficulties of people turning away and not wanting to get involved and not wanting to hear it is that what led you to strike out on your own and get your own channel going <laughs> no actually um i did have a co-host guy uh guy weddell but he died um and the reason why I do it on my own is because my mental health is all over the place. I can be fine for ages and then sometimes I'm not. If I've made a commitment to someone else and I don't feel well, that makes me feel even more unwell. So 
I kind of do things on my own because then I can't let anyone down. Mm -hmm. I can't say I really don't feel like it because it can be really like last minute. I'm autistic as well. So I've got issues, you know, sensory and like uh, all kinds of weird stuff that goes on, like that makes me feel so immobilized, paralyzed and ill that sometimes I'm just like, I can't, I can't. And that's okay if I'm just doing it myself, you know, I'm not letting anyone down. So that's why I ended up doing things on my own. The other thing about it is, did you have trouble getting some some of the higher profile people like Robert Salas and Sean Kane? Did you have trouble getting them to actually speak to you? No, not Bob. Bob Salas is a diamond. Him and Marilyn will be there for anyone having a hard time. Um, the high profile speakers, I understand now. When I first came to the community, I wanted to speak to those people because I was genuinely having these experiences and I genuinely needed someone to say some sensible things to me that would make me calm down a bit or make me feel, you know, okay. And I realize now that because there's so many fakes and so many attention seekers and so many Klingons and so many vampires and parasites in ufology that it's just like, oh, you know, it's overwhelming. I've been overwhelmed. It's not so bad now. But um, there was a time when people were messaging me all the time and I just couldn't keep up. And, and I wanted to help people because it helps me helping other people. But then it becomes overwhelming when there's so many. And then I found out a few people are complete liars. Some of the people that I really vested a lot of time into are absolute liars. So, you know... It's, it's just a minefield. So I understand why they don't want to engage with people who have just arrived on the scene. I've had people come to me and they don't even know Nick Pope is. That's authentic. Yeah. yeah. I, I, all I know is what I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. Of course. Um, but, you know, to a lot of people, they're like, if you don't know this, you don't know that. If you don't know everything, they don't want to know you. So... You know, it's very difficult. I try not to be that person. I try not to be out of reach. But also at the same time, I'm one of everybody else. I'm the same as everyone else. I've just got a... I'm just okay with talking in public. Uh, I'm okay being opinionated. I'm okay doing this. And and not everyone is built for for being public. Yeah. You know, that doesn't make me any different to them on the when you get down to the basics, without those people, I'm on my own. Those people are me. I'm I'm them. You know, we are the same. We've we're having these experiences and we're trying to figure it out. And like I don't see myself as any different to anyone else. Have so, you ever had any negative press or media coverage? <laughs> ET, go home. <laughs> the Daily Star. What a what a hatchet job, nearly swollen. <laughs> so I have really taken time to learn how to tell my story in a way that cannot be misconstrued that it is what it is version yeah and then managed to actually butcher the hell out of it and me uh just to the point where I shut all my social media down shut and removed all the videos off YouTube and things like that to protect the people I've done videos with more Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like I, I've got skin that goes to the bone now, um, but that's from 
brutality it's not because you know I'm great it's because I've had to toughen up you know no we so, get we get that way you have to identify the press get on get on to us for something we have a group discussion first yeah yeah before we say yay only because yeah. there are some that we know they're just gonna rip it to shreds and that's not what we're here for yeah that's the not press what we're about. and the media they are all the same there has i've been involved in several projects that were going to be all about you know presenting things properly and every single one of them turned to be a hatchet job uh, you know like a a, a hit piece yeah um we- we're very lucky that recently Abs and one of our um, friends and colleagues from the C5 um, UK group um, did a piece with the Daily Mail about women in ufology. And we were sweating. We were yeah. sweating. I, th- I think you're certainly for speaking to Holly and Abs sort of like 48 hours plus to when the article came out. There was that thought of, oh, my God, they are going to make us look absolutely, you know, crazy ladies etc but actually it turns out that the piece was really positive and it was about um i think they used the phrase we're not all tinfoil hat wearing weirdos you know that actually women in ufology are normal women from lots of different types of backgrounds race culture you know job everything and that actually we are quite normal we don't you know sit in a circle and chant on one leg or you know do anything bizarre like that hiding behind the sofa terrified the first draft of that they sent me was liverpool granny scared to leave the house in case she gets abducted by aliens i was like literally no one will even know who you're talking about because i am not a scared person i have been scared in the moment Mm -hmm. but i'm fierce and fearless you know, and, and I was like, the, nobody who knows me will even know who the hell you're talking about if you write that. <laughs> and how awful. I'm like, I said to her, you're a woman. Why are you writing about women like this? Yeah. It's, it's, it's that perception, isn't it, that we're all crazy? And it's the sensationalism. Yeah. And, and Kinsellas, the Kinsellas had been in the Daily Star a couple of weeks before, or a couple of months before, Great write up. It's like, why do you do this with men and then make yeah. women look like hysterical freaks? Yeah. No, it, it, it's misogyny. I love the Kinsella twins. Oh, Big yeah. shout out to the Kinsella twins. Yeah, <laughs> listen, boys. Call them boys. Men. <laughs> yeah, they are absolutely like, like Phil. He is what we need. You guys are what we need. Paul Sinclair, what we need. Yeah. New stuff. New thoughts, new ideas, not regurgitated, not not stolen, reworded and presented. You know, this is original material. <laughs> so um, that's what we need. So we've had a lot of good feedback, a lot of good feedback about the way we do things. And it's from our peers. But when you start to go up in the ladders of then they're like, yeah, no. Just uh, avoid that. Shove her to say nobody knows her. Nobody knows anything mm. about her. She hasn't got that much out. No, these are lot. They're, they're too new, and we tend to get shut down. And you mentioned Nick Pope. He gets a lot of bad press. I take nothing 
to do with that. I can only speak on what you because he's having negative because he has a negative experience and he's talking about yeah. negative aspects of it. That's why I can only go on the experience I had one, and he was one of the only ones who got back to me. Yeah, yeah. Abs, abs has always said that, haven't you? Yeah, that anything you ask, anything you want is anything is you need. Even if it's mm -hmm. just a little bit of advice, he'll email you within a day. He will I asked him to help me form a structure in my mind for me to write my own book he offered to write the book for me or with me you know like who does that yeah that's that's highly <laughs> that's unusual nothing, you know yeah. just out of just out of love you know who does that that is just amazing can i ask you a question about fear how do you think the fear that you experienced during your experiences how do you think that shaped you as a woman for the rest of your life well i say to people you know you feel weak but when you feel weak and you're still doing everything you need to do you are at your strongest mm -hmm. my fear that experience and others led me to waste completely crushed my soul and I had children. I still had to get up. I still yeah. had to do the school run. And sometimes I'm stood on the school run, waiting, staring. Boom, 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 boom. Memories of something that I had happened a couple of nights before. Mm -hmm. And then I'm at school gate, surrounded by people. I've got to get my kids. We're going to the co-op to get something for tea. I have to step into mother mode and yeah. put that on the back burner. So I thought that it had ruined me, but in actual fact, it's when I look back, I think, my God, how the hell did you get through that? It's given me strength and given me an insight into life. Um, you know, fear is horrible. It's absolutely awful. And if you can tell yourself in the moment, it's not happening now. So I'm all right right now. You know, that's how you get through it. As for shaping me, it's made me this person. I resent this because I was very giddy, bubbly, and I still am, and lively, like Tigger, you know, mm -hmm. rumbunctious. It took that away from me completely. It took that away. And I resented how it changed me because it left me in a mess. But I'm not a mess now. Mm -hmm. So... It's, it's given me this strength that I would never have ever imagined that I could have, could have had because I relied on other people. I, could, I was codependent. I was a code type, you know, type of person that I couldn't get through life on my own. But then because of this, because of my uh, mental health and blah, 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 I've, had, I've spent a lot of time on my own as a single mum and all the rest of it, yeah. you know broken relationships because they can't cope with what's going on either that kind of thing not just I mean some of it was me and and uh, you know me not being well obviously but it was if you're in a relationship with me it's happening to you <laughs> you know so um it's maybe very resilient and uh self-sufficient and capable um in ways that I would never have imagined so I, I think that I think I'd rather be this person that I am now than 
who I might have been if I'd have had a nice life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that's probably something that you, a question that ought to be asked people that have known me all my life. Because <laughs> I have trouble perceiving myself as well. This is another issue with autism, isn't it? Like self-perception. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's hard. So when you go into relationships with new men in your life, how do you broach the subject of your experiences? Because it's not the easiest topic to sort of blurt out over a glass of wine, is it? Well, to be fair, they've all known because uh -huh. uh, they've met me in the, you know, in the moment, in the thing where I'm doing my shows or I'm doing whatever, this is who I am. I've never been afraid to say it. Um, I mean, I've lost friends who think mm -hmm. people think I'm insane now, yeah. think I'm insane. Uh, it's fair play you know it is crazy talk you've been programmed to think it's crazy talk anyway so uh, I think that's gender specific though I think everybody yeah and they go for life yeah you're probably right there, yeah yeah but uh, yeah the, for the most part they've known and a couple have been attracted to me because of it and then they think they can handle it you know they've got a savior complexes oh, I could no you can't no nobody can <laughs> <laughs> and I was as much of a fool as like you know like thinking that everything would be all right so I've been with Dave 10 years he was already in the subject he's had experiences uh you know his sister is psychic so he's had loads of paranormal stuff um so we just got in a groove and that was fine, but yeah, I've only had one person who didn't believe me and laughed at me, but it was a yeah. Idiot. Anyway, personality-wise, <laughs> broaching on the paranormal. Where do you stand on the paranormal stuff? Are you as much into that as the ufology stuff, or Martha? It's into me. I like to be a kid. I, like I didn't get into it. It got into me. The only reason I'm looking at it is because it was looking at me. Like I, I've shut it down, run away from it, blocked it out. I have got abilities and it's taken me a long time to accept that and uh, face it and try and control it and get to grips with it and control my environment because uh, whatever it is about me, my children and family, we attract this stuff. So you know, I've lived in a couple of haunted houses, but it seemed that every house I lived in was haunted. It took me years to realise it was me. So I move into a house, it'd be fine. After a while, it wouldn't be fine. Yeah. What's yeah. going on? It's taken me years to realise that it was stuff that was coming in. Yeah, we, we relate to that, don't we? Yeah. Oh, very, very, very much so. <laughs> So I had to, I had to face it. I have been terrorised in some houses. The last one I lived in in Leeds before I moved to Liverpool was an annex of hell. I am not even kidding. Every single day, several times a day, stuff was going on. Mm -hmm. And the kids were coming to me and they're going, oh, mum, this has happened. I'm going, oh, don't worry. It'll just be this. Literally invalidating them. But I was thinking that I was trying to, you know, I was putting the mind at rest and that you won't be freaking out, but. In actual fact, I was just invalidating them. They ganged up on me one day in the kitchen and wouldn't let me out of the kitchen. And they were like, no, it's this, it's this. And he's seeing a dead boy behind the sofa all the time. He's running around in the bedroom. And my oldest is like, I'm not sleeping in that bedroom anymore because they're that little lad that keeps running around. You know, and 
it's just it's mm. just constant in fact I thought everyone's lives were like that I thought this was like as a teenager I thought just when, when I was a teenager is when I realized that it wasn't like this for everybody so yeah I had that with my <laughs> kids and all it's like mom mom they won't let me sleep and yeah. hearing somebody calling very softly my lad's name when he's in bed and then I'm like mom they won't let me sleep they won't let me sleep well we had to move yeah well I I've spent 10 years intensively studying this how to deal with it how to get it out of your house how to keep it out of your house how to put barriers up what to use literally my kitchen I've got a French dresser all it is is my concoctions banishing powders of all kinds Mm -hmm. I have snake poo I have lion poo I have all kinds of poo um um (laughs) (laughs) we need we need to get some apps we need to get our hands on some different concoctions that are made of copper and I make art that is specifically for warding all the dolls that I make are wardens for warding and keeping things out even though they look creepy it's not to attract it's to repel mm-hmm. um the art that I do I use things like copper and iron sulfates uh, because that's a salt so you're using salt with an iron or copper and you and these are all things to banish with and and you know put barriers up so that's my whole thing now mm-hmm. people don't really know because I don't tell people all the time because all that happens then is I get asked for free stuff which is fine and I've done most of it for free anyway helping people could take control of their own environment but you know there's an expectation then and I got told off you've got a money block and I was like yeah because I'm not a greedy person this is not about money you know but um so yeah, I've had to have a word with myself about that. So it's paper materials. They kind of kicks my high strangeness question at a touch. I think that's a bit redundant now. Um, yeah, it's it's. Do you find that gender they have gender bias in the paranormal societies as well? It's just it's just permeates through society. Full stop. So you can't you can't take a subject out of society because it's made up of society so those ideals and ideas are wherever you go so there's what do you mean for- people that are really breaking down those walls you know we've, we've um, even found, found that women can be the worst for it yeah they yeah, are like they'll pull you put it forward you put something forward they'll tail strips off it you explain to them actually no you've got that the wrong way around because it's this and, and they're like well you're just doing that then so it doesn't matter what we do no yeah we're I've had I've been attacked by a lot of women in ufology I've had um opportunities taken away from me uh because of jealousies and things like that you know or they don't like me because I'm not all <laughs> yeah yes, I'm sorry I'm not Botox or to hell and my face doesn't quite fit we are yeah your magazine cover and I'm not going to have photographs taken with me in a power suit I'm not going to pretend to be something that I'm not or someone that I'm not no I was a power suit going to help you when you're running about (laughs) an an asylum at two o'clock in the morning with your camera and a pair of high heels on when when you have my arms folded Uh, or a power suit in uh, the Jimmy Uh, choose when you're stood in the middle of a a uh-huh. muddy field with your, <laughs> your binoculars at this guy going, don't mind me, chaps off. Yeah. 
yeah <laughs> if you're running for your life you want to go in a pair of trainers or a pair of welly boots or something that'll yeah. take you or your bare feet if needs to be <laughs> running shoes yeah yeah one of the things Sasha that um we've experienced in UFO identified and some of the general things when Abby and I have been communicating um just the two of us we have a lot of since we've started speaking out particularly we have a lot of very even stranger experiences so a lot of the time when we're on either a zoom or a call or whatever it may be discussing what we discuss we can hear voices in the background we can hear as if someone's listening in on our calls um we've had orbs and strange lights seen behind us all like kinds of lights like, yeah flick abby's lights flicker non-stop when we start talking about it and we even laugh when we have a, a group meeting and we go to the a pub as soon as we start speaking about it the lights go yeah. so we found since we've become more vocal we've certainly had a lot of stranger experiences as if we're i hate to sound paranoid but almost being watched or listened to or something have you ever experienced anything like that since oh you've been my god now? yes 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 right so it's not just well, us. No, no 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 it's not i don't know if that's making me feel better or worse <laughs> if you're in it or you're genuine they want to know what you know they want to know who you're talking to what they're saying yeah they want to know where you've been and what you've seen yeah like with abductees there's follow-up abductions we call them my labs, but I don't think it's military. I think it's somewhere else. But they wear uniform. The guy in Tesco's on the door wears a uniform. He's not a military. Mm -hmm. I mean, so um, I've had, uh, even my mum knew this. She rang me up one day and she was like, uh, this is not code, but your dad's got to go to Wakefield today to pick up some cookers. And we could hear rattling, chewing, you know, like someone yeah. listening. I said, I said, yes, mother. The dead crow flies backwards over Moscow. You know, I thought, well, if you're going to be there, I'm, I'm having a laugh with this, right? And then yeah. I, did, I did a show. Someone was trying to punk me. And um, they kept bringing in shows that I was on. But I think it was something to do with the military, because I always stick my nose in military business, especially with the UFOs and stuff like that, and technology and weapons and trying to explain things sensibly, like Rendlesham was trying to find sensible explanations for that and um i've had weird vans pulling up etc doing stuff in my drains for no reason big what what are you doing at like anyway mm -hmm. so this one particular show i had this guy phoning up and i was like this was the day that i thought this is definitely not real and i'd said to someone i think i think someone's trying to make a fool out of me here we'll just go with it and we'll see what happens and the reason that i think it wasn't just some normal trying to make me look like an idiot was because they cut my phone off and they hacked the site and they stole all the, uh, or not all of them, but quite a few of the recordings, including the one that we were doing at the time. Mm -hmm. Who can do that? That's pretty intense. I mean, that's... Yeah, and I had my mail intercepted as well and I even phoned the police on the police intercepting my mail and they were like oh well if they wanted you to know that they'd be not you know if they want it's going your mail you won't know all about it I said well they obviously want me to know then don't they it's like, an intimidation oh, and tactic. that helps doesn't it yeah it's like oh if they were really doing it you would know that makes it all right 
Okay. Yeah. It'd be some kids messing about. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we record now the strange noises that we listen to and... <laughs> Um, and there's an orb flying around behind your. I was back just going to say, I saw something um, on my orb, and I like that was not a like. Did you, a, a did you see that, orb. Natasha? It a, yeah, it was a, a, a moving orb that was going in. You know, mm. not a direction of wind, shall we say? It was. It was changing pace. This is because I've turned my lights off. Uh huh. Well, someone's with you. Um. So yeah, we've started recording the the strange voices, and sometimes only one of us or two of us can hear it. You know, it, it's. I go it's, to my friend Paula. She's an abductee, and we're both both psychic. We're not, we're not skilled, so we can. You know, we're psychic mediums actually, but we're not skilled. So mm -hmm. we've just got the ability. We don't know how to do with it. Sometimes it's intermittent, blah blah, blah all the rest of it. But every time we get together, something happens. So we started recording, <laughs> and then. One day I've discovered that my recorder slows things down or speeds things up. So we were having hysterics, laughing at ourselves with these stupid voices. And then while we were listening, because we were messing about doing that, we weren't recording when something happened. She jumped up, punched me in the leg. Boom. Oh, effing hell. Like, oh, I was like, what, what, what? She went, this black ball's just come shooting down from that corner in front of you. And then it's dropped from a ball into the figure of a person. And I was like, oh, she's like, oh, I'm putting kettle on. So she puts the kettle on. I stand up and walk towards us. This is like a breakfast bar in the living room. <laughs> Typical British reaction. I'll just go put kettle on. Put kettle on. So <laughs> the kettle's boiling. And so I started recording, obviously, because something happened. And as I walked over to the breakfast bar, I went, <laughs> you know, like you do. And I went, oh, I just shuddered. She yeah. said, you want this? And as I said that, this voice went, yes, 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 yes. I don't know what it was saying, but it sounded as nasty as that. Yeah. Like, freaking me out. I had to sleep in that living room on my own that night as well. Ooh, oh, that's made so, the arm hair stand up on my arm. get that a lot. And I tell you, this is the worst one, though. In the early 90s, when I lived in a haunted house, I could hear someone banging about in the kitchen, which was in the cellar. Put the cellar in the kitchen, in the cellar in uh, the bathroom and the kitchen in the cellar so wooden floor I thought stomp 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 it'll make them fright frighten them off they'll run out of the kitchen door out of the cellar door I got to the, the door of what the old kitchen was which was now an office and this voice said in my ear move over let me in oh I just froze move over to me in in my head I went no and I legged it upstairs and woke the fella up where I was like there's someone in the house I knew the one because it had whispered in me ear I was like you go <laughs> I'm not going. I didn't yeah, tell we, we, we've got a sign for it now when we hear it it's like the finger goes up it's like, mm -hmm. and that's because we're here oh, that's listen yeah 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 and I believe it was on the the weird sisters first time I watched them I'm sitting there and I'm like on a minute, I've just heard a male voice coming through. Uh -huh. So I typed a little message out and Holly had heard it also. Yeah. It's not just me. But I wasn't on video or anything there. It was just I was just watching the chat and listening to it through headphones. But we do get an awful lot of that with head strange cards. Yeah. We've had strange people turning up. We've mm -hmm. had the Russians turning up. Well we've we've had all sorts like that and it's it can get Quite, um, quite scary. Mm -hmm. But don't forget, there's a lot of lunatics 
in ufology and they gaslight each other, especially when you get to some of this around the super soldier stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. All that. They're all terrorizing each other and then blaming phenomena for the stuff that people are doing to each other. Yeah. So, you know, like all this men in black stuff, I wouldn't trust that. If someone comes to my job, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. What say it? But I would yeah. call them a name. I've, the, I've got a new theory on that one. I don't think they need to turn up anymore. No, they, they don't. Do it all digitally. Yeah, yeah, of course. They're, they're, I'm sure, listening to exactly what we're if, saying right now. If they're turning yeah. up, it is purely to intimidate. They can and they don't even houses, need to knock on your door like, for that. Yeah. They don't need, they're not, they can leave little tiny cameras everywhere if they want to. That makes you paranoid. Well, I did go through that, but now because of the things that have happened to me in the paranormal world, that, that paranormal stuff, it's like I feel watched all the time anyway. And because of the experiences that I've had, really weird things that's like, how could that even happen? Are they in my head? How, like, for example, looking at, how have you heard some of that? There's like a low sort of growly noise. Yeah, I heard that. I didn't know. If I had headphones on, I might have. And if I'd have been quiet, <laughs> which is rare. So I look, I was watching a, like a light move across the sky at night. So I thought I'll pick a point of reference. I picked a star as a point of reference. When this light got to be about that far away from the point of reference, the point of reference flew off as well. So I was like, That's how handy. can that happen? Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> How did I, out of all of those thousands of points of light, why did I pick that one? It no, didn't look any different to any of the others. There's nothing special about it. So what mechanism is in play there that made me pick something out that wasn't what I thought it was and mm-hmm. it was something else? Like, I don't get that. That does my head in. So things like that have made me think, are they in my head? Do they control my eyeballs? You know, you can get a bit kooky with it, but mm-hmm. now I'm just like... Well, I don't even know what life is and I don't even know what I am. So people go on about aliens and things like that. But what are humans? What what abilities have we got? What are we? What world is this? If we've got this physical stuff going on, but then there's all this stuff that goes on around us that we can't even see or touch. So mm-hmm. reality is what I thought it was. Yeah. So, uh, so I don't even know what I am as a human being. Um, so I just go, well, I don't even know what anything is. And if that's what it is and they are in my head or doing that, and then that's how it is. That is actual life. We're told all these different things and it makes us think that we know what life is and how the world works. But when you get into this subject, you're like, well, that's all out the window, <laughs> is it? Like, so I've, I've kind of plateaued. So I think, well, if they are, and they am. I don't feel schizophrenic about it anymore. All right, Sasha. So you have um, your own channel on YouTube and your own podcast. My YouTube is Paranormal Instigator. Um, I don't know if it comes up with you said Sasha Christie. It might do. My um, my show's on the uh, Paranormal Panorama Network, which is the Outer Limits brand, and it's called Citizen Sane. And it's on once a month, but it's on download sites like Spotify, Apple, whatever. I don't even know them all. There's like, you know, all the little logos. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, you get your and that's podcast. about it for me at the moment because I'm just keeping it all low key because I'm coming out of a, a three year, you know, I've been trolled kind of incident. So I've just been yeah. gentle. <laughs> 
Well, thank you very much for your um, great insight into uh, the world of ufology and being a female who speaks out. So thank you very much for joining us on our first show. It's been an honour and thank you for having me on your first show. I was like, you know. Not a problem. So uh, anyone who is interested in anything that we've been chatting about tonight, if you want to head over to www.ufoidentify.co.uk, you will find uh, all of our sightings database. You can um, let us know of any sightings that you've had. We have lots of articles, lots of information about our mini con and our different um, events that we have on. Next one will be um, sort of around Christmas. And we shall see everybody on our second show. And thank you for joining us. Thank you, Sasha. Bye. Bye.